Here's a bold prediction. You're going to love this episode. Maybe. I don't know. I was going to say, is that bold? I I would hope it's not that bold. I I thought of Shooter McGavin. Here's a free lesson. Like, (laughs) (laughs) here's a bold prediction. Damn you people. This is Star Wars, not a rock concert. Um, Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Resistance Broadcast. My name is John. Her name is Lacey. His name is James. We are the three that you are used to seeing here. And it's Thursday, so it's discussion time. Switching gears a little bit, doing something we don't do that often, which is less in the serious sense of speculation. We're doing more of the take your shot and have some fun with some wacky, bold predictions on what might happen in the next show coming up, which is the Book of Boba Fett. We are now in August, which means that show is just four months away, folks. Uh, That means... A trailer could be down the line later this month, maybe. Who knows? So we figure before we see any footage from this show, let's take our shot, have a have a silly good time talking about predicting weird things that might happen in a show about a very weird Star Wars character known as Boba Fett. Um, so we're going to do that a bit later. Uh, but like I said, Lacey and James are here with me as always. So what's going on? Uh, before we... Before we started recording, we talked about conspiracy theories about ice cream machines at fast food restaurants. And I, know I know one of you guys is... have seen that video. It's a big popular <laughs> YouTube video. T- right now, someone's saying, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But I will agree with Lacey, who said she was able to get a McFlurry, as was I. So I don't know what's going on. Maybe what it's, kind they do just you get? Do the, uh, Oreo. Of course. Okay. Just making sure that you're legit or not. If they had Twix, <laughs> I would have done psycho. Twix. But I, don't think they did. <laughs> I think my two options were mini M&Ms or Oreo. And I was like, yeah, I had to go with the Oreo. Yeah, it's like you're looking at the menu and you're like, who orders Heath Bar? Get out of here. Like, what is that? How's that yeah. even an option? <laughs> Someone in the comments is like, I love Heath Bar. Yeah, no, yeah. My- some guy named Heath is like, my dad named me after that candy bar, and I'm not listening to your podcast anymore. He's like, I was going to sponsor you guys as I am heir to the Heath legacy. <laughs> right. like his company. Um, so, uh, yeah, we, we have... Uh, we, we talk about Star Wars in this podcast, too. And uh, we have uh, a little segment we like to call Will of the Force. It is back, baby. Uh, I apologize... I'm a little under the weather. I'm having a Michael Jordan flu game part two here. Uh, still going strong. Five day cold. Uh, but it's okay because I have a physical tomorrow. So that's the perfect time to be sick. Very good. But what's not... What what gets me in a good mood is Star Wars. So James, we have Will the Force. Let's fire up some, some good times here. I fear nothing for all this as the Force wills it. Will of the Force is brought to you by our patrons. And if you want to be one of the supporters, if you love the podcast, you should head over to patreon.com and support TRB. Go to the website, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Look at the different tiers. They start at $2 a month. That's pretty easy. And it not only helps us grow and keep doing the things that we're doing. Um, Less than a know. McFlurry. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, that's true. It it keeps us doing the uh, (laughs) podcast that is twice a week. In addition to all those other videos that we put up, uh, including, you know, all the stuff with the Patreon, you know, that's streams. That's uh, all these other Q&A stuff that we do. Um, So there's the three of us uh, and we would all three like to 
Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate everything you do. Um, if you do happen to choose the tier uh, that it starts at $5 and you want to submit a question to this very topic, you can do that. Will the Force uh, takes Patreon submission questions. And we're going to start off this week with one from Danny at Semper Fi Danny. Uh, <clears throat> Danny wanted to know, will Obi-Wan Kenobi be the extent of the backstory we get about Leia in live action? Uh, Lacey, what do you think? Um, I, I want to like throw an asterisk on this and say like for now. Because I think for now it will be the mm -hmm. extent of the backstory because we've talked about this before about Leia in particular and the handling her with handling of her with the Rise of Skywalker was like perfectly done and people were very happy with it regardless of what they thought about the rest of the movie. So I think they're just kind of kind of lean away from that character for now. That's why I'm going to say for now. So yes, for, for it now. will. So you, uh, I can't be with you now or yet what is that <laughs> i don't know john knows what it is I, I can't think of it though how i met your mother yeah i know but what is what she actually says is it now i can't be with you right now right now yeah so you le le like leaving leaving the person with little sense of hope <laughs> yeah um what is your thought uh what's your sense Which of hope when it comes to leia gives me and bad memories of high school but anyway <laughs> uh, <laughs> Leia, uh, yeah, I I think so. I think that will be the extent. I I don't know that there's a need to fill every year in a in a in a character's life. Um, like I think when we met Han, I think it was a perfect time. Late teens when he begins his re you know rebellious ways. I think that's perfect. I don't need to see what an eight year old Han Solo is doing. I don't need to see what an eight year old Leia is doing. Uh, probably not a lot to be honest. And neither is Luke, but. We're probably going to see Luke because of the fact that Obi-Wan has to look over him. Luke doesn't know what's going on. Obi-Wan does. So we're going to be looking at it from his prism. Uh, we're not going to be spending too much time with Luke, but it would be if you're going to have Owen and Beru, you're obviously going to have Luke in the show. So mm -hmm. eventually we're going to see a scoop. Someone's going to come out and say they have an exclusive that young Luke's going to be in the show. And it's just going to be another one of those like obvious guesses. Um, Leia, we may see. You know, who knows? Maybe we get Jimmy Smith's back and we do a little Bail Organa. It would be cool to go to, go to Alderaan again. We saw it briefly in Revenge of the Sith. Looked like a gorgeous planet. I met with modern CG. They could probably make a beautiful uh, um, tapestry of that planet there. Um, and seeing that character would be cool again because as we saw at the end of Rogue One, he, he was talking about how, you know, there's an old Jedi that he knows and he's going to, you know, trust my daughter with my life. There's, he still kept in contact with Obi-Wan over the years. So it would be cool to maybe see him. And then in that instance, maybe you see a little Leia in the background or something, you know, and hopefully not too on the nose where she's wearing a white gown with, you know, hair buns. She but will be. He, yeah, yeah, you're right. But we get the idea that that was Leia or something. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe something quick like that. So I agree um, that will be the extent. Sorry, a little long-winded there. No, I, I think that's exactly it. Um, just like how we talked about uh, Jin Erso recently, it actually doesn't really matter to a lot of fans what was going on before that character holds their age where they can start to be on their own. Uh, Jin Erso was the age where things started to matter. Uh, before that, you know, eight years old, 10 years old, 12 years old, 
she's only important because she's a side character to Saw Gerrera, the one who is making these big moves and going on these adventures and stuff. Right now, at the age Leia is, yes, she's re- she's connected to the rebellion and stuff, but she's only the daughter of the person who's really making things go on. And so, if you if you were gonna do a show that had a young Leia in it, it would be a Bail Organa show. You know, that would be the, your title character. It wouldn't be young Leia. You know, as she's going on these adventures yeah. or whatever. I just don't see that being a thing. If you're going to do a, uh, a teen or like a, a children's show uh, that is like a live action, but it's like adventure kind of thing, they'll probably mm-hmm. just create a new character for that. I can't imagine that they would make it Leia um, or or Luke. You know what I mean? That just seems weird. Luke and Leia at this point are ancillary characters to Bail Organa and Obi-Wan Kenobi. They're just there. They don't get interesting until they're 19. Right. Uh, I think we're all on the same page on that one. That was cool. Uh, All right. I got another one here. Will Rogue Squadron have traditional Star Wars? Will it have a traditional Star Wars score or be more abstract like The Mandalorian was? John, I'm uh, jumping back at you first on this one. What are your thoughts on the score for Rogue Squadron? Rogue Squadron. That's tough because... Like I'm thinking about like what Patty Jenkins did with Wonder Woman and she did a little bit of a balance with, uh, you know, pop culture and uh, also the score um, implementing the theme by Hans Zimmer for Wonder Woman that he created for Batman versus Superman um, and and stuff like that. I th- and they, I think they also ripped off the that song from what was that movie we were talking about? Sunshine. Sunshine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I, it takes me right out of a movie. I was so bummed. Yeah. I was like, you can't put this song in a movie and me not roll my eyes at it. Yeah. This is her big hero but, moment. And I'm like, get out of here. I know. I know. So I, I think they'll go the traditional route just because I feel like Rogue Squadron is just like a an old school Star Wars staple. And you're going to have a new cast of characters and new faces and stuff in those X-Wings. But there's something about seeing X-Wings flying to traditional star wars music like when they're flying over the lake of at taco donna and you hear the march of the resistance or when they're about to attack the death star it's like there's something about x-wings and traditional star wars that i think go hand in hand and i think they get that and they probably don't want to twist that up too much so i'm going traditional that's actually weird i i didn't take the question like that but Lacey, what do you got I agree with John. I I think they will have a traditional Star Wars score for this movie because it is a Star Wars movie, because that's what we've seen for other Star Wars movies is they've done something like with Solo and Rogue One. It was very Star Wars-y sounding, and they Mm -hmm. even attempted to make it sound like John Williams to an extent. I think The Mandalorian's a little different because it's TV, so they can get away with a little bit more of a different soundtrack which i love um but i think for movies if you look at any movie whether it be a superhero movie or you know sci-fi fantasy whatever um they all have that big cinematic adventure sound and i think that people are going to expect that with a star wars movie and that's why that's what we're going to get yeah i'm i'm maybe i misunderstood john but i'm i'm totally with lacy on that one because i think that's the traditional star wars is just like it's a movie score it's a movie I so bet it's they gonna get have Giacchino, a movie score to be honest yeah i mean that would be cool but uh 
the the Mandalorian. What did, what did I confuse you about? Because because like, is it going to be more like the original trilogy or more different? Like, say, Rogue One or how Solo was different. Is I thought that kind of how, uh, and they were using Mandalorian as the example, but. Me and Lacey were kind of looking at it as film versus television. Oh, hmm. And I, and I just took it as uh, I I consider Rogue One and Solo to be traditional Star Wars scores. Me too. Yeah. Okay. All right. So maybe yeah. we are on the same page. To me, the Mandalorian score is is kind of interesting because they have their theme and it's kind of in these things, but a lot of it is just background stuff and there's episodes that are released as their own EPs. I don't know. It's weird. It's, it's weird how they did that. And there's a lot of these weird sound effects and stuff that they do that are, I don't know. It's just different. I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of the stuff that the music for the Mandalorian, I love rogue one and I love the traditional John Williams stuff. And I love the solo soundtrack. I, I think that stuff's great. Um, Mandalorian is exactly what you're saying. It's abstract. It's weird. It's different. Um, it's fine. And I, I guess I don't mind it to that degree, but I almost just kind of wish like season one had it's music and instead it's like episode to episode. I don't know. It's just, it's kind of strange, but, um, I'm definitely in the, uh, it's going to have that traditional score. Uh, I know that alphabet squadron, they used generic music. Uh, like royalty free music for the audiobook, but they used it for all three books. And I was like, I love this song. How can I get it? And they, they wrote me back and they're like, uh, it's just generic music or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but now to me, that's the theme of uh, Alphabet Squadron. And I love it. I want to, I want to hear that song or have that song. Yeah. Um, we got another Patreon submission here. Uh, one of our patrons, Admiral Matt Chitty. Wanted to know, will the Skywalker saga be expanded to include current and future material that closely ties to the story similar to Marvel's Infinity Saga? For example, Rogue One and Obi-Wan Kenobi allowing uh, for an overall story arc. So the idea here being that all of those stories kind of become the Skywalker saga. Or do you think it's going to be separate and do like, well, this is the Mandoverse and this is the other things like that. So uh, Lacey, what do you think on this one? How do you think they're going to down the line, like split it up or put it all together? I think that Star Wars is attempting right now to build this overarching connecting story within the Skywalker saga, which is from The Phantom Menace to The Rise of Skywalker. I think during that time, anything that happens that in that time frame is somehow tied to the Skywalker saga. I think once you go before Phantom Menace or go after Rise of Skywalker, that's when you get into a different timeline. Timeline, I use it loosely, but a different story because that's been completed. And I think that's what they were establishing with the Skywalker saga. Similarly to Marvel's Infinity Saga, they're saying once Endgame happened, everything's changed and we're now setting a course to different stories that take place after the fact. So it's just breaking up the timeline. Um, And I think that for now, where everything is with Star Wars, especially Obi-Wan and Andor and The Mandalorian, it falls within the Skywalker saga because all those things kind of branch off like we see in Loki with all the little branches of that main Skywalker story. John, do you think the same? 
Um, I do in the sense that, you know, when Disney bought Star Wars, they were buying what people knew. And, you know, a part of an IP is familiarity. And it's Darth Vader. It's Luke Skywalker. It's all those things that make people feel warm and fuzzy and want to go see your movies, go to your theme parks, all that stuff. With that, they can expand on things and do stuff like the High Republic, uh, the Acolyte, tell other stories that are going to probably happen after episode nine, but also do things that take place within that era and that are tied to the Skywalker. So I do agree in that sense. And that's why I do think something like a solo series makes sense. Um, You still need to stay familiar in some regards of your storytelling to things that people grew up on and what I, what made people love star Wars while also doing new things. And you could do those things both at the same time. So uh, I, if that's what Matt means, I do think that they are going to expand upon the Skywalker saga in that way um, without necessarily having to do like, you know, try to do an episode 10 or something because that time is gone because Luke's gone, Han's gone, Leia's gone, and the actors are old or sadly deceased. So the way you do that is, you know, younger versions, Han Solo, uh, maybe side stories that kind of fall into play a Boba Fett thing that they're doing, you know, there's ways to do it and they are doing it. So, and they're going to do new stuff as well. So I think without a doubt, they're going to continue to do that and uh, which will enrich that uh, saga. Mm. Um, I, I don't know, maybe I look at this a little bit differently, but to me, I think the way Lucasfilm is handling it is no, the Skywalker saga is episodes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That's it. Um, and we, while everything connects and it's all canon, uh, all these other things are are different. That they aren't part of our Infinity Saga. That is this story. To me, Marvel has done something uh, that is completely different from Star Wars because they're doing it in order and timeline, and they can, at, at which point, end an era and say, "Okay, now we've entered into this next section." Uh, that is now something different. And Star Wars is not going to do that. They are going to continue to tell stories before, during, and after what they deem as the Skywalker saga. And if that is getting its own name, that it implies that all these other things are, in fact, different uh, things. So things after nine, before the Skywalker saga can be something that they can play in. Um, and everything isn't going to tie into that property in and of itself. Um, especially when it comes to something like Mando. Mando obviously does connect to Star Wars as a whole, but you wrote it, Mandoverse. I've been saying that too. Mandoverse to me is this like John Favreau and Dave Filoni pocket. The High Republic is the same thing. It's like this pocket of stories that isn't, really part of the Skywalker saga in in my head. It's part of the Dinjarin saga. It's part of his story. It's something separate. It connects. Characters cross over. But to me, Mandalorian and uh, Ahsoka and um, not Rangers of the New Republic, they might not be doing that anymore. But some of these other shows, Book of Boba Fett, that, all that to me is something that isn't the Skywalker saga. I don't know. Um, that's just kind of how I'm looking at it. Solo so two, the Infinity Obi-Wan. Saga, just so because I was curious, is from mm-hmm. Iron Man up to Spider-Man Far From Home. Yep. Is yeah. the Infinity Saga. Which is weird. It's not Endgame. Far From Home 
came come out after the end and they mark that as the as the point at which it, yep. it ends and anytime marvel does something they like i said where i started this they do it in timeline order the next movie that comes out takes place after the previous one and that doesn't i mean it happens in star wars but it doesn't that's not really where they're going with all these shows and books and comics and everything it just kind of scatters all about Right. Uh, only time they ever take place out of the timeline is to do like a Captain Marvel. They take you back to the 90s to kind of explain something. But then the next right. time you see Captain Marvel, boom, she's back in that growing timeline of uh, of shows, you know. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, that's that's my take on it. I think the Skywalker saga is just the episodes, the movies. And that is it. Um, we got one more question, which is actually going to lead a little bit into our discussion. Uh, will the book of Boba Fett have more or less than three surprise appearances by familiar characters that haven't appeared yet in the Mandalorian? Uh, John, you're going first on this one. What do you think? Three. Over under. I'm going to say less. Less. I think it'll be. I think it'll be two, and I'm not sure who. But I'm gonna say two. So I'm gonna say. Uh, all right, two. Two's the number to beat, Lacey. <laughs> what do you think? I think this is like that... the Ellen show, where it's like, can you beat? I dare you. Can you? Do you dare three? Or like name that tune? Yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah. Um, I think the book of Boba Fett will have more than three surprise appearances. I think if you just look at bounty hunters alone. That's like a chunk of people they could bring in um, that haven't appeared in The Mandalorian. I think there's plenty of people that are tied to Boba Fett that you've seen in either toys or comics or whatever that don't even have to talk. They could just be standing there. So, yeah, easily more than three. I am going to do do Boba Fett dirty here and say that (laughs) I think his story doesn't uh hold up very well unless you do all these cameos and surprise appearances i almost feel like they have something special with mandalorian and they're, they're like oh we created this character dinjar and he's gonna have this great story we got him also side note boba fett is just gonna be that fan service show like that's our that's our time to go crazy that's our boss our drink you're exactly right the boba uh the bounty hunters um that's our time to sh- to show off all these fun characters and really go buck wild on uh, these cameos and, and fun things that we can do with that show. And that's just going to be this big, happy fan favorite. I loved that thing. It was only, you know, f- six episodes or eight episodes or something like that. And then it's done. Maybe. I don't know. But you yeah, know, what I, think, I, call I think that. it's going to be cameo heavy, cameo heavy. You know, what I'd call that, James. I a don't. bold prediction. A bold prediction. Wow, how about that? <laughs> bold move, Cotton. Let's see how it Let's pays see off. if it pays off for him. <laughs> that, that's actually it for Will the Force. We can get into our discussion then, John. Uh, the, you already said what we're talking about this week, but I'll ask again. What are we talking about this week? Obi-Wan once thought as you do. Well, James... <laughs> Bold predictions for the book of Boba Fett. So, yeah, a lot of times on this show, we like to do speculation where we try to really give uh, realistic guesses on what we think is going to happen based on our knowledge, based on patterns, 
based on familiarity with directors and actors and, and things we've even heard from people all down the line, as I like to say. And today we're going to do it a little different where we're going to get maybe a little wilder, maybe a little crazier and do some bold predicting on things that would be pretty crazy if these predictions came true. Uh, we haven't discussed this ahead of time. We may cross some streams here, as Egon Spengler once said, but uh, let's have some fun doing this. Uh, I don't know who wants to go first. I, I've kind of been putting together a little bit of a list uh, myself. I have I have a few. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Lacey, go ahead. What do you What do you got? My bold prediction bold for the book of Boba Fett is that Fennec Shand will die before the end of it. Ooh. Is that I think season one? Well, I'm going based on that there's only one season. Okay. So, being bold that there's prediction. only one, <laughs> that there's only only one season. season. <laughs> uh, I think she's going to die. I think uh, she's a character that everybody loved from the moment you kind of met her in The Mandalorian and everyone thought she was dead, except me. Uh, but I think that she's a character that could grow close to Boba Fett and it would be very emotional for him if he then once again lost the closest person to him. Mm -hmm. And like, even if she died in a similar way, like that'd be nuts. Like getting her head chopped off or something crazy. Um, but Wait, yeah, I think so that's an easy, do you kind think, of an easy thing. To do, do you think Fett, Boba Fett's going to kill her? No, I think someone else will to get back at him or she'll sacrifice herself or something like that. But I think she's going to die. And and I hate to say that because I love Ming-Na Wen and I, I love the character. But I think that's the only thing right now that's going to draw any issues out of Boba Fett. Because right now he's kind of just like, whatever, my life is awesome. I'm ruling everything and nothing can get to me. Like, it's kind of like Harold and Kumar at the beginning of the movie where they're like, I'm so high, nothing can hurt me. And the guy's got the, <laughs> no. Oh, like right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like that with yeah. Fennec Shand. Yeah. See, and, and that's a bold prediction because to me, just based on the, the trailer, the little teaser we got. Sure. I'm looking at these two characters like Han and Chewie. And it's like, yes. we all love yep. Chewie, but my bold prediction is they're going to kill that Wookiee and that's going to make Han <laughs> all upset or whatever. Right, but it's like, right. I don't think that's the case. For for my money, I think Fennec Shand Filoni likes to, to hurt stay. us, though. Remember that. Filoni sure. likes us to hurt. It's true. Yeah, I think Fennec <laughs> is here to stay. So I do, do kind of think that it's bold that you are basically taking the other title character and and right. killing her off in the first season. John, do you you got something? All right, so I'm going to rebut that with a bold a bold prediction. <laughs> I think Fennec Shand is going to betray Boba Fett, but he's going to predict the betrayal and she's going to fall into his trap and he's going to throw her into the Sarlacc pit. Oh, is that why you said is he going to kill her and I was like, I don't know about that, but She's gonna, she's gonna like betray him. He's gonna know about it ahead of time and be two steps ahead of her and and dump her into the sarlacc. I thought the sarlacc was dead though. There's others. There's more than one. Oh, so your your so your bold prediction is not only is she gonna betray him, he's gonna kill her, and the way he's gonna kill her is a sarlacc pit. Yeah. It's pretty bold. <laughs> That's what we're doing. <laughs> I have other really weird ones. I mean, we're yeah. about to get nutty here. The betrayal the thing, sure. The killing thing, I agree with you there. The Sarlacc is where I'm like, would they go that far? 
Would the they thing go that to far? Me like, is <laughs> yeah, they've they've already had their discussion on how they've they've been dead before and they were brought back to life or they've had their second chance. And I don't think Boba Fett at this point of life throws anybody in a sarlacc pit because he knows didn't kill him. Yeah, true. Maybe he kills her and then just dumps her body in there. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's That's a true. lot of things we talk about on the show that feed, I'm like, I'd be okay if this happened. I think I would hate that. <laughs> I think I would really hey, hate that. What have I been saying? I want Boba Fett to be a, I think a if bad they were person. like, oh, here's a Sarlacc pit, I'd be like, oh, come on. Really? It, come on. That's a very felony thing to do, though. I hate it. Right. And that happened well, in the span of 15 seconds of us talking about. I'm not that. here to. I'm not here to do realistic stuff. I'm here to get weird. All right. All right. We'll we'll con- consider this a, a a bold prediction. And I I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a little more obvious to one. But let's say this show is is going to feature Omega, and Bad Batch is a setup for this character showing up. To and me, that's the show bold because around Boba Fett yeah. and his family and his connection, and the whole animated series only exists to promote this show. That's bold to me because that's kind of bold. The you end have part to assume bold. that people that don't watch the Bad Batch know who she is. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that- though, because you can introduce a character in a movie for the first time. Just because a character has backstory doesn't mean True. like True. we saw Saw Gerrera in Rogue One. It, you didn't have to know that he was in the Clone Wars. You just got introduced to the character right there. So your bold think, prediction is how far does the Filoni verse go? <laughs> my bold prediction is that uh, that they they're make Bad Batch made Omega Boba Fett's sister for a reason. Yeah, the long game. And it's uh, not even the long game. It's like five months from now. Yeah. When the live action I meant because they made the animation out. first. Yeah. Yeah. I think the boldest part of your prediction is that they made the Bad Batch just to set up the Book of Boba Fett. That is bold. I, I mean, here's the thing is if the Book of Boba Fett has Omega in it, you you start to wonder if that wasn't the idea, <laughs> would they have done Bad Batch? All right. That's right? cool. Yeah. Omega's like, I was only created for you, Filoni. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I think I think uh when she got confirmed to be more of a sister or more I'm sorry, more of a daughter to Django Fett than any of the other clones, and there's only one other one out there, somebody who goes by the name Boba, you know, uh that to me was a bigger reveal that I don't think people are really talking about. And it just made me really speculate that that has something to do with this show, considering Fennec Shand and she's trying to be a mentor. You know, she has this connection with Omega. Fennec Shand is in Book of Boba Fett. It just seems like it's very connected. Um, oh, yeah, that's cool. I like that. Lacey, you have others? I kind of okay. The bold, <laughs> my bold <laughs> prediction is that in the book of Boba Fett, Luke Skywalker will once again again walk into Jabba's palace at some point. That's pretty bold to confront either Boba Fett or someone else, being like, 
I thought I'd shut this place down. <laughs> what? That is bold. That'd mm-hmm. be very f- fan servicey. He would have Grogu with him too. That's a good that's point. That's true. He would. Yeah. But that's interesting. <laughs> All right. Would, would you think and, about that? and he would be there to confront Boba Fett. It would be like a rematch kind of thing. Yeah. Because he's the one that threw him into there. Well, Han Solo did technically, but yeah, kind of. Yeah, but it, it was definitely something that I put the pieces together recently when Luke Skywalker shows up at the end of Mandalorian, Boba Fett is conveniently not in the room. Had mm-hmm. Boba Fett been in the room, they would have been like... Everyone was like, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah they would have been yeah. like... he. They would have recognized each other. This is the guy that killed... Job of the Hut, and I got thrown. He in just the turns to Fennec. He's like, "Hold my this gun!" Guy had <laughs> yeah. to go and blow the whole place up, and wouldn't get just killed or whatever. Yeah, I feel right, like right. Boba Fett and Luke might actually have like some beef, but bold prediction on him showing up to be like an enemy for Boba in this case. Because there's That's so many nuts. things that tie into that, especially if you bring Omega in, then Luke's kind of like, how many clones are there out there? Like, what's going on? Wow. All right. All right. I like that. All right. Uh, My next bold prediction <laughs> is that Antonio Banderas will have a gunslinging role in the Book of Boba Fett. What? Why? Is it weird that I brought up Antonio Banderas on Monday? <laughs> Randomly? <laughs> I tried to think of a, an actor and I'm like, I don't know, Antonio Banderas in a movie. It could, his, he, he worked with Robert Rodriguez on the Mariachi trilogy. And You're saying as DJ? No, as, a, as a, just a gunslinger. Like, just some... Am dude. I confusing actors? Yes. I am. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Benicio, Del Benicio Del Toro. Yeah. As DJ. And I'm like. Antonio Banderas as DJ. As DJ. <laughs> the funny thing is, you said that name, but I pictured him. That's why. Yeah. That is bold of me. <laughs> hey, bold prediction. Benicio Del Toro back as DJ. <laughs> <laughs> You're walking into Java's Palace. Yeah. Everyone's just walking into Java's Palace. They de age him. <laughs> that little tattletale droid's just busy all day checking people's IDs uh, at the door. How old would he be at this point? He'd be about 20 years younger, a 20-year-old DJ. Right. It's possible. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead, John. That's it. And he'll be in the show. Yep. So it's just because he has a connection to Robert Rodriguez? Yeah. You could say that about... Um, Elite Battle the, Angel. Who, well, who, No, I was going to say who's the machete guy. Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. Oh yeah, Danny Trejo. Danny yeah, he's gonna Trejo. play an, He's he's gonna be in it. He's gonna play an alien. I could see I him. Think I think we're gonna see someone die every episode of this show. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Every single episode, someone's gonna die. Salma Hayek's gonna play a Twi'lek. It's gonna be awesome. Oh. <laughs> 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 who 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 has to dance for Boba Fett at Jabba's palace? Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, um, James, do you have do you have more? Do I have more? Um, I have two more ridiculous ones. Well, one's so, like insane. So I, you know, I think I think one of us talked like before the show, and I think this is is kind of a, it's kind of a joke, but I I think it, it's still possible. 
Jabba the Hutt shows up in this show. <laughs> now Flash the back. first first imply is that he's dead at this Force point. <laughs> do, but do huts have have skeletons? Or is he? They do. <laughs> he, oh, they do. They do. So there's there's bones of Jabba somewhere. They yeah, I think blew up, someone right? asked that question at some point, and there oh, was an illustration from like some reference book a long time ago. And they do have some type of like exo, not exoskeleton. Like, oh, that's right, because he has fingers. He, yeah. like, he has like, yeah. Hmm. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, saying uh, that Boba Fett could, or I'm uh, sorry, not Boba Fett, um, Jabba the Hutt could be in this show as a flashback, considering. It would be big fan service, and you know that Dave Filoni and John Favreau would love to be able to pull that one off. Uh, if they could, if they could get that classic Boba with Jabba the Hutt in the room, um, we already have seen Bib Fortuna. They could probably, you know, we saw how he died, but it would be fun. They, you know, they did up the makeup, they put Matthew Wood back in the costume. So having this scene where uh, they flash back and kind of give a little bit of a story, which um, they've already kind of said, we're going to we're going to see what happened. We're going to see how these things mm-hmm. went down, you know, mm-hmm. um, and maybe a little bit of recreation, like uh, maybe they'll show a couple scenes from Return of the Jedi. But Loki did this. They showed a couple scenes from Avengers, but they added yep. in these other angles and close ups of new characters and things. So maybe we see some stuff from return of the jedi but then they show us different angles of the characters and things like that it better so. be a puppet that's all i gotta say Job don't half-ass it it better be a puppet john you're muted save the puppet for something else that's all I'm gonna say. well if so. they make the puppet then the chance is better yeah maybe um, I, it, it's it's hard to say because then you start to wonder well we already did that we did that for book above fat you know all the flashiness of Jabba showing up in a trailer. But he can make a comment. Why you should subscribe to Disney Plus, you know, it's kind of over. But he could make a comment like, oh, that's a job. Solo's on that job right now. All right. Boulder prediction. (laughs) Here we go. Alden's in the scene. (laughs) That is bold. (laughs) That would be a little wild. I think and they're like, all right, guys, now stop with the hashtag. Like, <laughs> yeah, never. <laughs> yeah, maybe the um, flashback goes real far back. Jeez, that did get bolder. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Uh, bold. Lacey, you have anything else? I want to hear your crazy ones. You yeah, set I want to hear this up funny now. one. Uh, well, the funny one is we're gonna see Boba Fett eating. Eating? Yeah. Why is wait? Why is that a bold prediction? <laughs> Because we've never seen Boba Fett eat. We don't know how, if he's like... <laughs> how many characters have we seen eat? That's what I mean. We've seen Luke eat. Uh, we've seen Han eat. We've seen Chewie eat. I don't know if we've seen Leia eat. We've seen a lot of the main characters eat in Star Wars. Have we seen Luke eat? Yeah, yeah he, he eats, eats his it. little pack on uh, His little Dagobah. snack. He doesn't. He starts to look at it and then realizes Yoda No, he takes a bite because he... Right before he he sees Yoda, he's chewing and he's talking with his mouth full. I always thought he like sniffed it and was like, you know what? I no, I'm done. No, he's I'm like not still something familiar about this place. He's yeah, like chewing on food. Maybe okay. His the little like one, Snickers bar. The other one was he like sips the soup, but I don't think he. I don't know if he even sniffs it as much. He smells it and he's like, 
Okay. Yeah, I don't whatever. think he eats that. Putting yeah. the dr- uh, thing down, ladle down. We're um, wasting time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. But yeah, Boba Fett eating. Uh, and then I have one more, which is uh, the big one, the big kahuna. All right, Should here I save we go. That? No, we're good. It might spawn go. off new ones for us. All right. So by the end of the book of Boba Fett, Boba Fett will die. But the cliffhanger at the end of the series will find out that he had a clone made of himself. So a, y- a younger version of him exists somewhere? Wow. Mm. Okay, because then they can get rid of Tim, you're saying, and have a younger guy? Or or just like, when does this happen? When does stuff after episode nine happen? Adult Boba Fett clone. Oh, and then bring him back at the later, whatever it is, as just normal Tem again. If you want to, dude's I'm just ne- saying. Dude's going to continually be paid for the next 10 years. I'm just saying because Django did it. Boba knew all about it. He grew up there. He's, you know, they're all about legacy. It wouldn't, and he, you know, cloning is what's going on with the Mandalorian. He's around that area. It wouldn't shock me if Boba Fett wanted to preserve his legacy and have a clone made of himself. Boba Fett dies, Western style, Book of Boba Fett. And then there's a after credits thing where we find out that there's a clone made, like a little baby Boba Fett clone, and people are going to lose their minds. That is bananas. <laughs> it's a bold prediction. That is bananas. <laughs> hmm. Is there any chance that the senior face recognizable deep fake guy <laughs> would have anything to do with this uh, in The Mandalorian? What do you mean? That's- just that you know you're you're getting ready to play in with uh a younger like oh got it daniel logan looking one that was the younger boba fett you know kind of stuff yeah yeah there's a lot that could play into that too and, yeah. um, could, and he's working for just ilm to... which isn't like mainline or movie stories or anything like that ilm obviously is involved in mandalorian as well and look right. if you wanted to keep you know the clone of boba fett going and you want to keep him in some sort of armor you can have Morrison just voice it. Yeah, there's other things you could do, but it's a it's a insanely bold prediction, and that's that's it. I don't think we could top that. That's the boldest of the bold. No, I, I uh, the whole series is about. Uh, it's actually a racing show. It's like uh, kind of NASCAR. Uh, what I, I think, joke I said the whole series wasn't really real it was just him giving going, stories he's, in a he's cantina going on, he's going for something here there's some kind of pun coming up no 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 it wasn't uh, just the, the like the whole series is actually more like a filler episode where it's just Boba Fett like uh, it's just a dream uh, yeah <laughs> it's just a dream <laughs> Boba Fett wakes up he's still in the Sarlacc pit he's like shit <laughs> there's like a another guy who looks just like Boba Fett but he's a little bit different colored but he's like his rival and then they just have to like they play uh jacks or something you know to like and then it ends the up he's actually just a clone of Palpatine all along <laughs> if, if if it was just a dream and Boba Fett wakes up inside the Sarlacc and it, like Ray does he puts like marks on it for how long he's been there and it's only been like 30 years out of a thousand he's like oh God. And it just oh ends. <laughs> did it? Did it? <laughs> Boba Fett fans would be so pissed, and it'd be so worth it. It's all sorry, Todd. It's all a dream. <laughs> yeah, 
How about how about the book of Boba Fett is a literal book that he writes names in? It's like a diary. Oh, like the Chris Jericho list? Like it's he like, gets, he puts tabs on people. Yeah, or like like Death Note or like uh Steve Buscemi uh, and Billy Madison. <laughs> Billy, yes, exactly. That's what I was going for. I kept wanting to say Happy Gilmore, but I was like, that's not right. But no, he's literally got the, the book. It's a physical book, which is different yeah. from Star Wars, right? Yeah. Right. And he's actually got like the list where he like opens it up and he's crossing the names off. And Could it's it be bit... the blacklist, James? That's what I... <laughs> yeah, the blacklist. He's got the, he's just cr- like every episode starts No one gets that. I've been with... watching the blacklist, guys. Side every note. episode starts with uh, the title. It, like the blacklist uh, and it says number 86, blah, blah, blah. Or, well, instead of like chapter one, it's page one. And it's just, uh, you know, it's got like a name, like page one, uh, you know, star fake Star Wars name guy or whatever. And then the episode is about him tracking down that person and murdering him. That's and then literally what like, the blacklist is. You're like, it's literally That's like this guy. Crazy. Yeah. And then like the next episode comes and it's like page two. <laughs> <And it> names <laughs> has the name written down. And you're like, what? <laughs> and you're like, they could do this forever, man, because they, ne- they never show the book. Or something, or they show it's like real and James thick Spader's and we're all speculating. Like, yeah, eight seasons later. <laughs> yeah, there you go. James Spader will be in the book of Boba Fett. Book it. Book of Imagine Boba he Fett. Shows it. up. He's like, ah, Boba wow. Fett. Nice to see you. <laughs> James Spader shows up as Ultron in the book of Boba. Fett. Oh my gosh, Ultron! Oh god. <laughs> also, one more, one more bold prediction. Don't be surprised. If you see uh, Robert Patrick show up in the book Boba Fett, T-1000 himself. Really? Where's that connection? My bold mind. <laughs> he doesn't, ha- it's you bold. He doesn't need it. Make it up a name. He was in, he was in Spy Kids. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Robert Rodriguez film. Um, but they do that a lot. That familiar, like familiarity. So sure, sure. Um, I think Danny Trejo wait, has more still, of a chance. Yeah, I'm, I'm still waiting for Favreau to or Vince Vaughn to make his appearance in The Mandalorian as a bartender. I or a wedding think crasher. That's happen. <laughs> there, but there I, you but go. <laughs> so so Bo Katan and Din Djarin get married, and Vince Vaughn crashes it. Mm-hmm. To take to try to hook up with Casca Reeves, oh boom, Bold or prediction. or just f- forget that whole storyline altogether. It's just it's just Vince Vaughn and Isla Fisher, and they're just like in a scene, like in the background. <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen just plays Borat, just for yeah. no reason whatsoever. <laughs> He's like very nice. So the thing about these episodes, what's good is we can do like 17, 20, 25 bold predictions. And if just one of them comes true, you, you know it, it out. especially if you don't like us, we're going to clip that out and we're going to tweet that out and be just geniuses on social media. No, we're not. <laughs> if if any of the things I said is real, <laughs> uh, I'm absolutely going to be like, I said this like six months ago. I swear, if the Sarlacc pit thing happens, I'm going to be like... With Fennec Shand. Anyone, just a Sarlacc pit. Fennec this Shand is, is getting her body dumped into the Sarlacc pit. This is a good episode to fill up the comments with bold predictions so that you two can clip out your own time I think we should do a 
comments. We, we should do a bold prediction series or, or episode for every upcoming show at some point. Because <laughs> like this that. was fun. But I feel like we have run its course. We have. And thrown um, it into a Sarlacc pin. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, let us know, like James said in the comments, what your bold prediction is. Not like, oh, Boba Fett's going to take his helmet off. Bold prediction. Get nutty. Cad Bane's going to uh, show up. Yeah. <laughs> Omega's going to show up. Hey, I'm just the Omega is the core of the story. I'm saying it's about family. Kid. I'm kidding. I'm oh, kidding. Oh, jeez. Um, so, uh, yeah, let us know in the comments. Uh, quote tweet the episode on Twitter with your bold prediction of what's going to happen in the Book of Boba Fett. This way you're timestamp. So if it does come true, you can go back to your tweet. Say, uh, you knew it. Yeah. Called it. Uh, in- Instagram, wherever. Just hit us up and uh, share the episode. We appreciate that. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about? We have about uh, four minutes or so, five I, minutes. I just Googled for fun, just right now, not before the show, the Book of Boba Fett <laughs> predictions, and I went to images, and there's a Reddit post called Unlikely Cameo colon Book of Boba Fett, and it's somebody used FaceApp to make old Kira... <laughs> Oh jeez! I don't know what their that post was... is, but it's like oh jeez. It, it would looks... make sense, but I don't want it. I don't want it. It looks like Marty McFly's it. mom. You're but like Joey no, didn't make bail version. again. <laughs> yeah, that yeah that one, the alternate eighty five version cake where she throws the sheet cake on the table. Leah Thompson's old lady yeah, voice is the same old lady voice that Lacey does for old ladies. Oh, no, you're it's talking, the one from... Uh, you're talking 2015 version. Yeah. No, where she's like... No, my 19- Lady Proxima. You sure do know how to hydrate a pizza. Yeah, you're Lady Proxima, yeah. Han? <laughs> what are you doing, Han? <laughs> you, you sure don't... Know, yeah, you sure do know how to hydrate a pizza. That's right. Um, Yeah, so... I, I, don't, I was watching that show, actually... Uh, and someone brought this someone dm'd us on twitter about this the movies that made us i was watching like the forrest gump one i watched the pretty woman one i haven't seen that one yet forrest it gump was one a was delight really yeah the pretty woman one yeah i started with that one because all the other ones are movies that matt would want to watch so i watched one that i thought he wouldn't want to watch and we're watching it and i was like you know what i bet jason alexander got seinfeld through this movie and matt's like no way and then at the end, Jason Alexander was like, you know, I got Seinfeld because I was in this movie. And I was like, ha ha ha. That's interesting. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> uh, I know David. Yeah. Larry David wanted someone who like was kind of like him. So I don't know if he knew. Someone Gary who made Marshall that movie. suggested him to. There you go. Larry David. Yeah. Right, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. The Forrest Gump one was good. Uh, what was the other one I saw? There's the, the... Jurassic Park. Back to the Future. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Don't yeah, tell me. I... I can't wait to watch that one. Oh, my God. And the, I just started the Back to the Future one. Yeah, James, they have one on Back to the Future. It's pretty cool. I know, yeah, um, I watch a lot of those. Back to the Future is so full of history and and all these Easter eggs yeah. and stuff. It's almost impossible to keep it all together. I'm surprised Elliot knows but as much as he does. He he's knows like, so much. Yeah. I've learned well, so much about that movie. He do, he's built multiple. He's built, I think he's built three. He has Can one. He, can he somehow hook me up with uh, Herbie the Love Bug Volkswagen? He probably could if you asked him to. He does. Oh he does God. replica cars. He's done, I think, three Ford Explorers from the original Jurassic oh Park. He God. did a Jurassic Park Jeep. He did two Pizza Planet trucks from Toy Story. I got yeah. I got to get a Herbie. Enough's enough. 
He he does it crazy. But the thing that he told me that I had no idea, he knows all the stuff about Back to the Future, but is that they basically ran out of money and the whole clock tower scene was like they had a night to to write it. They were like, you have no more budget. You only have this set. Figure it out. Because at the end of the movie, it was going to be this whole like nuclear bomb scenario or something. And they just ran out of budget. So they the whole clock tower scene was written last minute to finish the movie. That's and like it's ultimately the best scene. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it takes place in that one location because that's all they had. They were like, you have this and that's it. Wow. Well, that worked out, I guess. Yes. But yeah, so so someone, uh, a listener of ours DM'd us and said, do you think they'll make one of those for Star Wars? I'm like, just watch Empire of Dreams. I didn't respond yeah, to him yet. Yeah. But it's uh, there's so there's already so much about Star Wars. And, you know, we talked about him. J.W. Rensler, his books, you know, it's all there. You know, there, there's not too many surprises about the old Star Wars movies. Maybe if they do one about less, less, you know, production known about things like The Force Awakens still has a lot of secrets about it, I think, because they didn't let Rensler make the book. Uh, or he made the book, but he didn't put it out. And they haven't really do like too many documentaries about the making of... Because Disney's protective, you know? I think they're doing 80s and 90s, it seems like. Nostalgic, yeah, yeah. So. so we'll see. But there's a lot... If you haven't... Uh, I'll have to DM him. Empire of Dreams is... It's on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. If you want to... Like the, the original trilogy, like that's such an extensive, amazing documentary. But mm-hmm. um, all right. So uh, real quick before we get out of here, we obviously have to do a special thank you to our generals and our spice runners on patreon uh carmelo andrew staley jeremy myers john reese jetta rosewater paul olson jay couchins oliver lewis frank grande has islam joe ritchie darth hurricane great job by the way in the pod race monday mike mm-hmm. uh john trolton nick kratz Christian Morales, Val Trichkoff. Thank you, generals. And our Spice Runners. Uh, we did our, our special Spice Runner episode with David Probus last week. Thank you, Dave. Or last month. Thank you, David. Next up, Neil, buddy. Uh, I know you're busy, but Neil Shaw, thank you, buddy. Ne- a double C, Chris, Kendall Gelnar, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, and Micah Harrison. Spice Runners, thank you. Thank you, generals. Thank you to all of our patrons for all of your support. Like James said at the top, two bucks if you want to support what we do. It's just the three of us here. We're not backed. We're not millionaires. You keep us going. Uh, so we really appreciate it. If you're able to at all support the pod, we appreciate it very much. Uh, most importantly, subscribe to the show on your preferred platform. It's free, always. The episodes twice a week, whatever your audio pre- uh, preferred platform is. I'm a Spotify person myself. We have Apple, all the other ones. And of course, YouTube, like we talked about before. StarWarsNewsNet.com for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. Johnny Hoey on Twitter, uh, Star Wars Newsnet, and my movie podcast, Just Like the Movies. Speaking of 80s and 90s movies. Uh, Lacey. People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. James Bainey. Mr. Bold. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Meyer Chunks and on the Bad Batch Reaction Show uh, tomorrow morning. And here's a not-so-bold prediction. We'll be back on Monday morning. Uh, barring yeah, right. us... Barring us getting thrown into a Sarlacc pit (laughs) with another episode right here on the Resistance Broadcast. So we'll see you around, kids.